I'm Laura Green. Welcome to the Sapphic Book Review Podcast, the show that brings you the best in sapphic fiction. Join me as I chat with authors, narrators, and friends who share my love for the genre. You will learn things you didn't know about your favorites and get some suggestions for your next read. Thanks for listening, and be sure to subscribe. Welcome to the Sapphic Book Review Podcast. I've been a fan of today's guest from the moment I started reading her debut, and with each book since, my appreciation for her talent has only grown. Alexandria Belflor, welcome, and thanks for being here. Oh, hi. Thank you for having me. On April 18th, your fourth book, The Fiancé Farce, will be released. Tell us about Gemma and Tansy. Definitely. So The Fiancé Farce is a sapphic marriage of convenience romance that stars a shy, independent bookstore owner. Tansy, who in a bid to get out of some really torturous family dinners, concocts a fake girlfriend. And she models this fake girlfriend off of a romance novel cover model, Gemma. And uh, that would be a great plan until Gemma walks into a family wedding that Tansy is attending. And it all kind of spirals from there. Tansy's, you know, kind of a wallflower. And Gemma is kind of a, a rake character, Raycast. So it was really fun writing two very opposite characters. I read it last week, and I'm certain that readers are going to fall in love with Gemma and Tansy. I'm happy that you enjoyed it. (laughs) It was hilarious, too. I laughed I don't know how many times. (laughs) Astrology features prominently in the three books in the Written in the Stars series. When did you become interested in it, and which character are you the most compatible with? I've always had a passing interest in astrology. I would read my horoscope. I followed a few social media astrologers, um, you know, on Instagram and Twitter. But I didn't really, really dive into it until I started plotting Written in the Stars. I knew I wanted two very opposite characters because opposites attract is my favorite trope, one of my favorite tropes. And I was trying to think of two really opposite professions. Uh, I wanted an analytical character. So I came up with Darcy being an actuary. And then I, you know, was kind of brainstorming what's what's the opposite of an actuary, someone who kind of doesn't look at numbers, well, someone who looks to the stars. And that's when I decided to do more research on astrology to really flesh out Elle's character. Oh man, what character would I be most compatible with? Well, Elle's a Pisces, I'm a Pisces. So just in terms of astrology, I would probably be pretty compatible, I think, with Darcy. But on a deeper level, I want to say Margot, Aries. (laughs) (laughs) I'm an Aries. So yeah, maybe that's why I love Margot so much. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, speaking of Margot, I have to preface this question by saying I do love Margot. And When I read Written in the Stars, she brought this up to Darcy. And then Darcy threw it back at her in Count Your Lucky Stars. So I'm going to ask you, if I broke into your house and moved everything three inches to the left, would that fuck with your flow? (laughs) Oh, it definitely would. It would. (laughs) Mostly because I'm not a clumsy person, but I have a really terrible habit of bumping my toes into things. <laughs> so I feel like if all my furniture was moved slightly to the side, that would that would just exacerbate that. I would be like <laughs> dubbing my toe all the time. Okay. Yeah, I would too. I would hate that. My partner was completely losing because she is very OCD and everything has mm-hmm. to be in, in its place. <laughs> Your books feature grumpy characters who fall for warm and fuzzy rays of sunshine. What do you find so appealing about putting those characters together? I think it just stems from my love of opposites attract. I like it when I can make my characters kind of have to like come out of their shell or their 
in a situation that's unfamiliar to them. And I think it forces them to grow, especially the grumpy characters have to kind of give a little bit to to meet where the sunshine character is. And I think it also leads to growth for both characters, learning new things about themselves and pushing themselves to their limit. So it's I think it really comes back to character growth. Um, I find that really appealing. And it, you know, also has an opportunity for like shenanigans and hijinks, making the characters act a certain way in front of other people that is uncomfortable for them. All of your books have been set in Seattle where you grew up. When I visit Seattle, where should I be sure to visit? I really hope you love it. Uh, I would definitely recommend that you go to the market, to Pike Place. It's very touristy, but you got to go at least once. Take a trip down to the waterfront where you can see the Great Wheel that features prominently in Hang the Moon. I would say don't go up in the Space Needle. It's not worth it. It's very windy up there. The restaurants that I talk about in the books, I would definitely recommend you go to. Uh, Wild Ginger, where Ellen Darcy had their first disastrous date. There's a really fun bar in Capitol Hill called The Unicorn, which is all carnival themed. They have some interestingly named drinks. And I would say that's a very quintessentially quirky Seattle spot that I, I feel like isn't talked about that often or recommended. So definitely check that out. Okay. You don't live in Seattle right now, do you? No, no. Um, I'm actually moving to New York, to Manhattan. <laughs> Very nice. You can only invite one of your couples to a dinner party. Which couple are you inviting and why? Ooh, that's tricky. That is tricky. I would say Margo and Olivia, mainly because I would hope that Olivia would bring her cookies that they make and count your lucky stars. And so I would <laughs> want to enjoy those, her tar cookies, which I actually have made. But if somebody made them for me, I'd be really happy. I think Olivia is probably the the best cook out of everyone. Um, So I would trust her to bring a dish to a dinner party. And I think it would just be really fun to kind of watch their dynamic unfold. Margot will definitely keep you entertained. Oh, she's going to say something completely inappropriate. Yeah, definitely. That would just have a propensity for um, interesting dinner conversation. (laughs) Which of her characters is the most like you? I put little pieces of myself into all of my characters. So this is always so hard to answer. I would say I'm similar to Elle in kind of like a a dreamy sense. We're both optimists and kind of hopeless romantics. But I also kind of have Margot's mouth. Um, And so I (laughs) I relate to Margot's kind of slightly like foul mouth personality and her snarky kind of dry wit. And also, she's extremely loyal. She's a really loyal character. And I am, you know, ride or die for my friends. So maybe, maybe Margot. I don't think there's a better character to be like. (laughs) If you could have just one of your books turned into a movie, which book would you choose? And who would play the main characters? That would be a dream for starters to have a book adapted. Um, (laughs) I would probably (laughs) say the fiance farce. I think it is the most cinematic. It definitely... I think I could see some of the scenes translate well to the screen. I have a bad habit of when I like face cast my own characters, I always pick one actress and then one model. So it wouldn't work perfectly, but I picture Tansy (laughs) as Alexander Daddario and Gemma. Unfortunately, I have in my head, not an actress, but weirdly enough, Lady Kitty Spencer, Princess Diana's niece, um, (laughs) She's a model in England, and um, I first spotted her at Harry and Meghan's wedding. Her outfit was gorgeous, and she was gorgeous. And so 
when I was thinking about Gemma, I was like, that's that's my Gemma, but that wouldn't really translate to the screen. But I guess we can just pretend. <laughs> you never know. She might be up for it. She could be. You never know. She might have acting aspirations. <laughs> and she might be a little rebellious like Harry exactly. and just be like, exactly. whatever, do what I want. <laughs> who would be Margo if you were putting her in a movie? Oh, gosh, who would be Margo? Unfortunately, that's another situation where I had an actress in mind, and I don't even remember her name. But my Olivia is Melissa Benoist, Supergirl. Yeah, that's that's my Olivia. But I can't remember my Margot's name. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have planned for your next book? And will it be set in Seattle? As well? I'm currently drafting uh, my next book right now. And it is set in Seattle, Seattle and the surrounding area, Seattle and Chelan, which is a lakeside community about an hour outside of Seattle. So it is a, <laughs> it's uh, an enemies to lovers rom-com that centers on a romance novelist and a divorce attorney who team up to give relationship advice on a podcast. And they definitely <laughs> butt heads, but I'm, I'm really excited about it. It's also the steamiest book I've written so far. So it's, I hope that readers will Ooh. like that. <laughs> <laughs> I think we like steam. <laughs> When will that be out? 2024. I don't have an exact release date. I'm thinking it'll probably probably be April. Excellent. You started out writing fanfic. What shows did you write for? And if you were to write any for a current show, which would you choose? So I got my start writing Twilight fanfiction. <laughs> a long time ago, I was in high school. And honestly, I know the books are YA, but I didn't think they were steamy enough. So that kind of was why I was drawn <laughs> to fanfic. I've dabbled in a few other fandoms, but that was the primary one. Oh gosh, if I wrote for if I wrote for something now, I've interestingly enough fallen down the Stranger Things rabbit hole. I haven't actually seen the show, which is why it's weird. I just stumbled into reading Stranger Things fanfic. So if I if I was writing fanfic for something, it would probably be Stranger Things. I'm a sucker for the romance pairing of Robin and Nancy and then Steady, um, Steve and Eddie, even though neither of those relationships are canon. Yeah, I would probably tinker around with that. <laughs> Maybe you should watch the show. I've well, been spoiled, though. On I, I know what happens in the last <laughs> season. And so now I just am happy in my little fanfic bubble where nothing, nothing bad happens. <laughs> I was a big Killing Eve fan. And then I found out what happened on the last episode. That happened to me, and that's why I haven't watched the show. I just, I, I can't handle that. <laughs> right. It's just been ruined. I don't understand why people have to talk about things. <laughs> right. Your books all have bi-representation. As a community, there is too much discrimination against our bi-members. Why is it important for you to write characters who identify as bisexual? I didn't really see a lot of bi-representation when I was younger, when I was growing up, um, to the point where it took me a long time to actually realize that I am bi. So I think it's validating to see yourself represented and to even just have the word on the page. And so I want I want my readers to know that, you know, there are people like that out there, um, especially my younger readers, not like teen readers, but just like my younger 20-somethings who maybe are still figuring things out. I think just having it out there, having it on the page, it's validating, it's important. And it kind of nurtures a sense of community for readers, too, who are fans of queer books. They can, you know, find that community on Instagram and on Twitter um, and TikTok. So I, I just think it's really important to see yourself on the page. It is. And honestly, I feel like there is so much discrimination against 
bi members, trans members. We have enough of that from the outside. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We should all be supporting each other. And it's one of the things that drives me crazy. Yes, we should. I laugh a lot while reading your books. What makes you laugh? Oh, gosh. I kind of have a, a dry sense of humor. I like kind of snarky, sarcastic characters. Um, but I'm also a fan of like, you know, hijinks and situational humor. A lot of things make me laugh, honestly. I like to laugh. So I definitely seek out comedies, um, romantic comedies, be it in books or movies. Um, I do like, again, when characters are pushed outside of their comfort zone, knocked off kilter, that always makes me laugh. <laughs> do you like stand-up comedians? You know, I, I do. I, I don't really like follow very many of them. But yeah, I that. Yeah. <laughs> Kathleen Madigan. Check her out. She's from St. Louis and she's hilarious. Very snarky. OK, good rack. OK. <laughs> <laughs> what are a few of the books you've read recently that you can recommend? Ooh, to I'm very lucky that I get to read a lot of arcs. And I recently read Stars Collide by Rachel Lacey. And I really loved that one. I can't recommend it enough. If you like entertainment romances with, you know, singers, anything like that, it's, it's a great one. And I also read Thank You for Sharing by Rachel Runya Katz. And that comes out later this year. And it's a really great enemies to lovers romance that also has a one bed trope in it. That is probably the best one bed trope depiction I've ever read. So I also can't recommend that one enough. <laughs> Oh, wow. Alexandria, thanks so much for taking the time to chat. It's wonderful meeting you, and I wish you only the best. Thank you. Thanks for listening, and thanks again to Alexandria Belfour for joining me. To learn more about Alexandria and find links to purchase her books, visit alexandriabelfour.com. To support this podcast, you can buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash sapphiclaura, or join my Patreon at patreon.com slash sapphicbookreviewpod where you can hear your favorite authors play Would You Rather. Here's a sample of today's with Alexandria Belfort. Thanks so much for listening, and until next time, happy reading. Would you rather live next door to Margot and Olivia or Tansy and Gemma? That's tough. Probably Tansy and Gemma. They'd be good neighbors, pretty quiet. I think I would go with them, but I would be missing out on Olivia's cookies, being a neighbor yeah, next true. door, getting those. But I. I like my quiet at home, so hands and jump. <laughs> Would you rather go bungee jumping or deep sea diving? Ooh, bungee jumping for sure. Deep sea diving freaks me out. The depths of the ocean. I like swimming. I like the ocean, but that depth. No. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever gone bungee jumping? No, I haven't. I haven't either. I don't I do anything that requires me to well, fall from very large heights. <laughs> I've done zip lining though, which different, but still heights. Yeah. <laughs>